and welcome to the Tea Party Policy Chat Podcast. I'm Scott Harris, the Constitutional Patriot, here on the Tea Party Policy Chat. Today is survey day. I have two surveys, and take National Review, take five. So let's get started on that. Party policy chat, and I have. Um, there's a lot I want to get done today, and here at the Tea Party Policy Chat, I drink a lot of tea, and I drink tea for a lot of different reasons, um, but it's good for me. Um, and the tea that I'm drinking is today is actually from China. It's a it's a very it's a tea that is hundreds of years old. It's it's massively healthy. It's called Dai Hong Pang tea. It is refer also referred to oh Dai Hong Pao. It is also referred to. It's an oolong tea, and is referred to as uh, the black robe tea because it was um, monks found. It was back in like the fifteen hundreds or fourteen hundreds or something that this tea. Um, this was was used as medicine. It was used as a cure all. It 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 prevents like cancer. It's a weight loss tea. Um, I drink it a lot. Um, oolong teas. I drink a lot of oolong teas because. But this tea is like the most uh, one of the best oolong teas you can get. Unfortunately, it's only available in China. It's in a very rural area of China. Um, so there's that, but I, I drink it as loose leaf tea and I have a mug here that has a, you put the loose tea in this, it's a strainer and the mug it is, it, I brew it longer. I mean, the Chinese, um, the, they do this Chinese, I love Chinese culture. I really do. Um, the Chinese culture is not the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, we need to understand that. We need to understand that the Chinese people are not the Chinese Communist Party. The Chinese people are suffering under a jackboot of totalitarianism, under a jackboot of tyranny, under a, and, and, and enslaved. Okay? We should... We should pray for the Chinese people daily. We should like uh, we should be saying rosaries for the freedom and to the fr to free the people of China from the totalitarianism and the evils of communism, and to prevent them from being sent to concentration camps, and to keep them and to pray for them to being sent from to slave labor camps. Okay. So let's 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 look at it from that perspective. And there's a lot of American Chinese Americans in this country that have a great culture, and they need to be respected and cared for. And they are our people. They are our citizens, and we love them. And uh, as we do all of our citizens of this country. Now, see what I want to point out that it's just good tea. 
It's really good tea. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Today is National Review Take 5 Day. And I have two political – I love doing surveys. I really do. It gives me a way to um, analyze what they're asking, why they are asking it, what is the what is the reasons they're asking this question, what are they trying to find out in asking these questions. So that's, that's that. So in today's Take 5, it's a national review. It's the national review from March 20th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Um, the, it's – striking out. There's articles in here about the decline of unions. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. I always do because I'm for the record, full disclosure, I'm extremely anti-union. When I was 14 years old, I was attacked by Teamsters. Um, a Teamster uh, tried to hit me in the head with a two by four. Um, and the uh, and the police were called by the, the Foodland store manager. And there were off-duty police officers from the Fresno PD in pro protesting in solidarity with the with the Foodland uh, protesters. And the cop car showed up. An off-duty officer showed him the badge, and the cop drove away. Um, and the 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 teamster who basically assaulted a minor was not arrested, and no charges filed. Now, fast forward to when I'm in the teaching credentialing program at Fresno State. And it is during the Gray Davis recall election. I am, I was, uh, act, I was a political activist working to campaign for um, and encouraging and speaking to people um, about the Gray Davis recall and get people to sign the petition for the Gray Davis recall, which succeeded, and to get people to vote for the Gray Davis recall. And the California Teachers Association, the California Teachers Union, and the local teachers union sent someone to my apartment and threatened to cut my head off. Okay, um, th that did happen. And then when I was doing my, after I did my student teaching and I was subbing, I was at a Fresno Unified School District um, school where I actually did my student teaching. And it was Chicken Angelata's Day. Right. One thing about that school where I did my student teaching, and those who who are regular listeners to the Constitutional Patriot Podcast know what school that is. So please check out the Constitutional Patriot Podcast. There will be a link in the show notes, and the show notes it will be it, the link will be scottharristax.com, and go to scottharristax.com where we'll have all the links to all four of my podcasts, and also there at the scottharristax.com you can learn about how I have. To, um, tax preparation for $200, flat rate pricing, all forms included, all state tax returns included as well. So if you have multiple state tax returns that you have to file uh, state tax returns for and you want it, come to, come to scottharristax.com in Fresno, California. I will do all of your tax returns for that tax year for $200. Okay, there you go. And I am I triple check absolutely everything, so the, you know I my I give good customer service and I care about my customers and my clients. So come to scottharristax.com, flat rate pricing, two hundred dollars out the door, all forms included. Thank you very much. And um, so there's a, a commercial and the link in the show notes will have 
that website, scottharristax.com, and at scottharristax.com, you will have all the links to my four podcasts, the Constitutional Patriot Podcast, this podcast, the Patriot Foreign Policy Podcast, and the relatively new podcast, Solopreneur Business Patriot Podcast. So there's that. And so if you are a business owner and you want to advertise your business and you want to promote your business by being interviewed on my podcast, so contact me at scottharristax.com. There's an email form. Contact me. And I will be happy to discuss that with you, and I will send you a calendar link so you can book a time for we can so we can have a Zoom conversation about that as well. So now we're moving on to our regular broadcast. <laughs> The, the advertising portion of the, of, the, of the early part of the podcast is ended. There will be more um, advertisements going throughout the podcast. ScottHarrisTax.com. The Tea Party Policy Chat podcast is proudly, proudly brought to you by ScottHarrisTax.com. Now, um, today's Take 5 day. And the, what I do is the, this week's section has all these stories. And I take five of them and I talk about them. And this one that we're doing, the first one, it's, it's really short. It's President Biden issues an executive order, okay? <sighs> it's about the um, – oh, this is oh, this is insane. Biden ex- issues an executive order requiring every major federal department and agency to establish, quote, agency equity teams, unquote, within 30 days. Okay. They are to submit annual plans to bro- to the brand new White House Steering Committee on Equity, helmed by the com- completely incompetent, insane, and basically unknowledgeable Susan Rice, diversity, equity, and inclusion (DEI) considerations will be part of. The individual performance plans for senior executives. So you could be really good at your job. You could be the best at your job. And everybody from from every political political ideology said, this person is the best at this job that has ever worked in that agency. But if they don't meet the diversity, equity, and equality, equity certifications gone negative negative in their reviews negative in their evaluations even though they are the best qualified person for that job because they don't meet the diversity equity and inclusion re, uh, consideration you know what's funny there was this comedian uh what's his name uh, Tr- uh von uh Kayvon. I've seen him on the Dry Bar on YouTube, comedy out of Utah. So funny. He is, oh, he's absolutely hilarious. And he says, he's, he says, for the straight white man, it's like you have no, you have no inclusion, right? You have no inclusion. So he says, when you're walking, just flip out your wrists. Instantan- instantaneous gay. <laughs> it was so funny. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, so check out, uh, Google uh, Kayvon. All right, he is absolutely hilarious. I mean, I was I was laughing so hard I was gasping for air. It was so funny, 
so funny. He's on YouTube, and I think he's on Netflix. I don't know if he's on Netflix or not, but he's on YouTube. Check him out on YouTube. I was oh laughing so hard I could I I was gasping for I had a hard time breathing. It was like so funny. Okay. Um, Republicans basically here's the thing. It says the the editors of the paper said that Republicans should, in Congress should oppose this decree. Of course they should. Any logical person should oppose this decree because it's illegal, right? And it says here that they should comply. They should re, they should force candidates to pledge to revoke it. All Republican candidates pledge to revoke it and comply with the civil rights laws instead. Here's the thing: this whole thing is in violation of civil rights laws that are already on the books. Okay, so they're forming a committee, a steering committee. Right, they have a diversity czar, okay, or a, a DEI, a diversity, equity, and inclusion czar, in Susan Rice, okay, who was the worst national security advisor this country's ever had, um, and so, and and they're do it, it, basically they're forcing these government agencies to break the civil rights laws that exist in this country. Another examples of illegal activity by the Biden administration. Is there anything that they do that is legal? That should be the question. Stop. We should let's 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 pause, take a step back, and let's look at the 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 um, penabras of the act of the actions of the Biden administration. And let's instead of instead of pointing out all the things that are illegal that they do, let's see if there's anything legal that they do. Find that list. So far, I have not. I don't think of anything legal that they do. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so that's the first story. The second story is, oh, this is this is about Secretary No Show, also known as <laughs> as uh, National Transportation Sector Secretary Buttigieg or Mayor Pete. I call him uh, Secretary No Show because he doesn't show up for work, and this is pretty much what he hears. The, it, this article is about the National Transportation Safety Board releases its preliminary report on the February 3rd train accident in East Palestine, Ohio. Okay, the cause was a specific overheating wheel set. The train passed two safety devices that checked for overheating wheel sets and found no problem. Okay, here's the key part to this report. It passed one, the third set, okay, it then passed a third set that did show critical overheating to which the crew respond, here's, here's the key thing, the crew responded properly applying the brakes, okay, so there was no error, human error, the crew responded promptly and properly, and they did what they were supposed to do, okay, but the train crashed, but but time, the third, it, it was already in the, the time they got there, the automatic brake sections went, started applying, but the train was already starting in the derailing process, okay? So it talks about that. And so Buttigieg was like, well, this is Trump's fault. He deregulated the trains. He deregulated the railroads, so it's his fault, okay? Now let's let's look at that logically, okay? Was the trains, were these train cars, and was this train, was it, 
was it part of the deregulation of the Trump policy? Well, actually, um, the regulations would not have applied to this train. So the deregulation regulations, okay, that Trump did, did not apply to this train. It was not so. Th so that's irrelevant. That's a false. That is a false flag. That's a false narrative. That's misinformation being passed out by Secretary No Show Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Okay. Um, now Secretary Pete Buttigieg, also known as Mayor Pete, also known as uh, Secretary No Show. Um, he has proposed changes, um, but that have an app would absolutely nothing. The changes he's proposing would not have prevented this accident or would prevent any other accidents. Instead, he's pushing for changes that would um, that wouldn't have prevented it. But the unions and the environmentalists want have wanted for a long time crew size mandate reductions and paid leave for railroad railroad workers. Now, how would Crew size reductions prevented. Actually, what if you would have did? Oh well, the the, the crew that w did proper things and that that were trying to stop the train from derailing. If you had crew size reductions, maybe they wouldn't have had the personnel on the train, and it would have been you know it would have happened anyway. So there you go. But then you wouldn't even had somebody to apply the brakes. So what would have happened then? Okay. Dumbasses to Democrats as heirs to breathing. So there you go. So so let's 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 instead of making changes that would actually fix a problem, let's let's score political and environmental green energy points for for a future run as president and do something that has actually no value whatsoever. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do the no value whatsoever plan. That missed me the Democrat. That's the Democrat policy in everything they do. Okay, that's the third. That's the second story. Now the third story on take five. This is well, I'm going through these. There's what can you say? Well, there is nothing that can be said. It's like oh yeah, let let's let's increase the let's increase the green energy restrictions on railroad trains, train engines. Um, let's re let's give paid leave, and reduce the number of people on the train. Okay, what does that do to prevent derailments? What is that? What would be a, maybe something that could be done instead of that would be to basically, because see the problem, one of the problems that has been reported about the train accident is that the train cars were owned by new, massively um, many different co corporations, right? They would own a train car as an asset, okay? And then... The and then they would get paid fees uh, for for using the car on the trains. Okay, so it was the, the owning the car, owning a train car is an asset, and you are and you earn money from that. Okay, by leasing it back to the trains, or 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 renting it out by the cargo companies or whatever. However, they do that. But see, since there's so many different tr uh, car companies. That own the different train cars, the regu the the individual owner of the car is responsible for any regulatory safety maintenance or whatever. Um, maybe there should be uh, what just spitball in here. Maybe you can set up regional um, uh, 
basically uh, a regional administrative um, safety panels that regulate the cars. Okay, so if you own, if you're gonna buy, a, you still get to. In my way, is so uh, you get, still get to own the car, but you have to register the car with a uh, with a safety board administrating oversight panel uh, company that will maintain the safety records and the, and the and the inspections and handle all of that. Okay, so that there is consistency in that, and you could do it regionally. You could do it regionally, okay? Because some trains just, some cars just operate in short, little, whatever. And so you can do it, you could have local, regional, um, administrative hubs, right? And then, uh, um, and then they register with that. They buy a car and they register with that. And then, and then that, and that administrative hub company then does the inspections and the maintenance and the record keeping and all that stuff on that car. So they know that the, it has been, the maintenance has been upkept. Okay, that's something that would be a very simple thing to do, with a massively low cost. Okay, and. Um, it could at the same time provide insurance, liability protection, also a, a uh, emergency fund for any derailments. There's all kinds of things that could happen with that that, are that, that that would actually prevent stuff. A very simple thing to do. Okay, so if you like that idea and you think that's a good idea, why don't you here in the Tea Party Policy Chat? If you were in the, in one of these states, hey, flag this, tag it, and send and 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 share it with your congressman. Let them hear my idea. Maybe they will like it. Okay, or call your congressman about it. And say, hey, contact Scott Harris at the Tea Party Policy Chat podcast, and 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 get his opinion on that. You know, that's a good. That would be an interesting thing. I would love to. That would be so funny if if a congressman did call me. That would be so cool. And I would like to see. It. Hey, let me interview you for my constitution <laughs> for my Tea Party Policy Chat podcast. So there you go. Okay. So that's something. Okay. And instead of doing that, would actually work to fixing the problem at a relatively low cost. Also, increasing a fund for an emergency response for any, if there is future derailments. There you go. Boom. Okay, moving on to story, uh, to the next story, is we have here Okay. Wow. Joe Biden nominated Deputy Secretary, Labor Secretary, Julie Sue to be the next Labor Secretary, replacing Marty Walsh, who is leaving the executive director to become to become the executive director of the National Hockey League Players Union. <laughs> Go North Stars. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Putting that aside, uh, um, Dallas North Stars. Okay. Uh, okay. See, now, I have 
hey, she's Asian. I don't care. That's completely irrelevant to me. That doesn't mean anything to me. What what matters to me is that she was the California Labor Secretary between 2019 and 2021. This is the key part of the, that the Pete trying to say that she's qualified for this job. She was the California Labor Secretary in 2019 to 2021, where she oversaw the largest state-level benefit fraud in American history. California doled, doled out $20 billion in pandemic unemployment benefits to scammers where the Californians who actually qualified for, this, for the assistance were put on waiting lists. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is insane. Sue then also supported... California's AB5. Now, here's here's the thing. I am a basically a self-employed solopreneur, right? Um, and the thing is, is that I would I do not am not a in I'm not an independent contractor. I, I I sell a service, and that's tax prep. But I've been trying to get as an independent contractor for customer service positions, remote customer service positions that are 10.99 in other states. Right, um, or even W2s. The problem is, is that um, for those for those of you that those work remote, work from home, uh, customer service call center jobs that are pretty much everywhere except California. The reason for that is this kind of crap, right? And the you Uber trying to get an Uber or a Lyft in California is massively expensive, right? Because they pass this law, but if this, what's interesting is that the basically the the Uber and Lyft part of it was o was overturned by this court, so that's good. The Supreme Court overturned that, but this is insane. This is this is the kind of stuff they do, right? They want to basically take this laws and put it all over the, um, and. She received no Republican support when she was appointed as un, um, Under Secretary of Labor. Right, she's a, a perfect example of the of the DEI diversity, equity, and inclusion without being qualified for the job. I don't give a crap the color of someone's skin. I don't give a crap if they're male or female. I don't give a crap what race they are, what ethnicity they are, what national origin they are. None of that is relevant to me. I don't give a crap about that one at all. What I care about are they qualified for the job. That's the issue. If my tax dollars are going to go to pay their salary, then they should be qualified to do the job. That's all I care about. Now, I went to the dentist. This is, this is another example of this whole thing, getting paid, not doing work. Okay, um, or I went to the dentist, and they go, scan this code, this little square QR code, and fill out the paperwork online. And, send it in. and I said, I'm sitting there going, isn't that your job? Okay, you hand me the paper, I fill out the form, and then you input on the... You're getting paid to input the forms on the computer. If I'm doing it through a, key, a QR code myself and it directly bypasses you entirely, then why are you getting paid? And then, so, if, if, if the app is going to replace your job, then why don't they fire you and then reduce my fees? Let's do that. 
let's do that. If, if I have to fill out the forms and you're not going to have to actually input them on a from the paper onto the computer system, then what good are you? You don't need it. You, basically, you've been replaced by an app. Okay? So, basically, I said, no, I don't do QR codes. Because why? Because I'm, I'm all for putting, getting people jobs. I'm all for having people do work. I'm, all for, I'm a workaholic. Okay? I do 12, 15-hour days almost every day. This is the... This is the thing that with these generations, oh, let's do the nap. Let's do the do an app. Let's app it or whatever they do with the you know these stupid people. This is this is the issue with this with the with the world today. Okay, they oh well, makes it increases efficiency and all that. I'm a solopreneur, so I'm all about increasing efficiency, and I have basically st stepped into the 21st century. I have a calendar a Calendly app. Right, so you could book appointments with me for tax preparation, soon to be insurance processing, and to get to know me from social social media marketing. Okay, social networking. Okay, so I have that app, and I use it when I'm passing it out for um, when I'm talking with people to get to know people on social on social network marketing uh, for, through Alignable and other things, and it's on so so and through LinkedIn or whatever. Right, so trying to so that is a good way for to do that, and it will be soon on my website. I have to have a website developer redo my site, but see, that's I'm all for that, okay. But I'm a solopreneur. I don't have a staff, so I need those apps. But if I had a business and I had and I had these people, and it's like I walked in there, there were three people sitting there whose job was to input people's records. And if people are doing it by an app, basically, do you need three people to do that? You could at least fire one, and then that salary could be used to reduce the cost, the, the fees, for everybody else, for all the customers. Let's do that. If I have to do it, you know, seriously. Okay. So she's basically another. I have shown these on my on my um, uh, podcast of where they're questioning these people who are unqualified for their jobs, and they refuse to answer the questions. I they say thank you for the question, and then they say, and then they and then they talk a talking point, and they don't even answer the question. They, their talking point doesn't even address the question. All right. And they get caught lying, and they just and they just ignore the question. Now, the next story is, oh, this is, <laughs> the Supreme Court heard arguments in two cases challenging President Biden's power um, to spend hundreds of billions of taxpayer dollars for getting student loan debt. Okay, they haven't issued their ruling yet, but th they held the case. Um, to exercise, the, the exercise emergency powers during the pandemic without consent of Congress. The bill they're talking about is the 2002 Heroes Act, which was meant for wartime. Okay, wartime. You know, this is an emergency act to be able to spend money in an emergency situation during war, okay, on a short-term basis. 
Chief Justice Robert observed that the court's major question, major questions doctrine requires a citation of, quote, clear congressional authorization, unquote, for the Pacific action taken by the administration. Okay? Which the Biden administration, of course, could not provide. The article went on to say, a majority of the court appeared to recognize that the president lacks the power he claimed, something even Nancy Pelosi had acknowledged until it became clear that Biden intended to act anyway. So basically, oh, he, he doesn't have the constitutional power to do it. Oh, he's going to do it anyway. Oh, okay. Now, yeah, he does have the constitutional power to do it. Wow. Yeah. See, the problem is, the problem we have is that Democrats, Democrats do not know how to read. Okay? This is what runs this country. This is the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America. The Constitution of the United States is right here on the wall behind me, right there. I'm pointing to it right there. And this is the Bill of Rights. I'm pointing to it right now. Um, you can see this on the uh, on the Red Pill Cam, on the uh, Constitutional Patriot podcast Rumble channel. So go to Rumble, and you can check and you can search for Constitutional Patriot podcast. Okay, and there it is the con the Constitution of the United States and the Bill of Rights. Okay, that's what this country is. If it's not in those two documents and the other amendments that have been added through the constitutional process in the part as part of the constitution then guess what it doesn't exist the authority you can't just say by a strike of a pen that he he can do this uh, no he can't when you had these covid restrictions in california and Governor Newsom, Lord High, Lord High Newsom, he would do in a royal fiat from the governor's mansion on COVID restrictions. And people say, you can't, you have to wear a mask. I said, no, I don't. I'm an American. And he does not have the constitutional authority to dictate to me to do anything. By the stroke of his pen, is not it, it does not make it a law. The stroke of his pen and his pen only is basically his opinion on something that has no legal ramifications on me as an American citizen whatsoever. Okay? That's that what people need to learn. Now, can he use his military might? His, his, and then here's the thing, right? Those law enforcement people that are enforcing illegal orders, they are in violation of my civil rights or anybody's civil rights. So if law enforcement is basically punishing somebody, going after somebody, targeting an American citizen on orders that are an illegal, then they don't have the right to do it. That makes what they're doing a crime. Okay, something that needs to be prosecuted more. I think that these, that these laws, these, these illegal activities, these corruptions by at the state, city, the city, state, county, and federal government executive departments, when, they're, when they are violating this, the constitutional rights of an American citizen, 
okay, the federal government should step in and fix it, right? As Ronald Reagan said, when the constitutional rights of one single American citizen are being violated, it is the responsibility of the federal government at the point of a bayonet, if necessary, to restore that individual's constitutional rights. But what do you do when the person that is violating your constitutional rights is doing it by illegal, unconstitutional actions of an executive agency, uh, an executive agency. Uh, uh, you know, let's look at Lo Lois Lerner from the IRS targeting conservatives. The FBI changing, falsifying information to get a warrant. Fifty-five intelligence, uh, former intelligence people, c signing a letter lying when they knew it was false about the Hunter Biden laptop being Russian propaganda or misinformation, okay? These types of things are violating the civil liberties and the civil rights and the constitutional rights of the American people. But these people are government. These people are executive branch government. So who, at the point of a bayonet if necessary, is going to confront them to restore the constitutional rights that they are taking away? That's an interesting question. And right now you have the House of Representatives standing in that breach by oversight. And you have you have. Rand Paul, in today's, on the news this morning, he was being interviewed, uh, by, I believe it was by uh, Maria Bartoloma, and he was, they asked him this question, and he, and there is, there were, there were emails within the government by people in the government trying to prevent him from getting unclassified, it was about the co origins of COVID, unclassified materials, which he is, by law, allowed to have for legislative actions. That is part of his duties as oversight. In fact, there's a law that when any five members of Congress sign a letter saying that they want this information that's unclassified, then they are then the government agencies are required by law to release that information to them so there are numerous laws that numerous government agencies are in violation of to cover up the illegal activities of the federal of these people of Fauci Biden and others okay but they're coming after him. But then at the same time, uh, Maria Bartolome says, don't you need uh, a, a DOJ who will comply with the law and the Constitution? So what do you do when the Department of Justice refuses to do their job? What do you do when the Department of Justice is the one committing the crime? What do you do when the FBI is the one committing the crime and refuses to investigate? What do you do? Where do we go? Who do we call? Who are you going to call, right? I have a solution for this, but it will take a constitutional amendment. And the constitutional amendment is this, is that 
I don't know if it would take actually a constitutional amendment or not, but what you could do is form a congressional um, uh, a, a, through the overs a joint committee on oversight between you know a Senate and and House joint committee on oversight with with a um, oversight committee Omsmanbun right that has investigative and prosecutory authority of basically an internal affairs division of the executive branch operating out of the joint over uh, a joint committee uh, over on oversight who basically is in the basically the executive department internal affairs committee it would be a joint committee half senate half representatives from the house representatives okay and the majority party of each house would have so you would have you would have say you would have uh it would be seven members okay you would have uh four from the majority three from the minority okay so it'd be 14 member panel okay and you would have uh, from the House, you would have four from the majority party, three from the minority party, and from the Senate, you would have four from the uh, from the majority party, three from the minority party. The minority party from each from each house will be the one picking the people from the from the uh, from the uh, for the committee. There would be fourteen members, and then what would happen is. Is these um, the majority party in the Senate would pick um, would would pick a a co-chairman, and the majority party in the um, House would pick a co-chairman. Okay. Okay. So you would have. So you would have. That would that would be how it would work. Okay, and so then that that's I think that's a legitimate way to do it. And then they would basically have, and then they would hire as part of this. There would be a Senate, a, a con congressional office of of a, a, the Attorney General's office for the for Congress. Okay, Re and they would have they would have investigators. And prosecutors, as part of this very small little office, and their job would be to investigate and prosecute through the federal court system, bypassing the Department of Justice, of executive bureaucrats and um, and executive department agencies who are violating the U.S. Constitution and the civil rights of the American people and the law. That would be a really good way to do it. It's very simple to do. It would be somewhat costly, but not much. Okay? And you could take the money out of the, of the Department of Justice budget. Well, so that's... That's, that's, uh, that's, that's right there. Now, the last one... Is oh this one I this is, has to do with guns.
Now, in this country, we have, you are innocent until proven guilty. Right? Everybody's heard that. Now, there are states that basically they don't like you. You have people that are mad at you. You have teachers who don't like you, parents. There are numerous people, right, numerous people that where you basically, oh, the, a teacher, uh, a, 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 a divorced spouse, whatever. There's numerous. They say, I don't feel safe with this person. So what they do is they go and take that person's gun and constitutional rights away with no probable cause, no, no hearing, no conviction of anything, just over one person saying that they don't, they have a gun and I don't, I feel, I don't feel safe. Well, that, that's, oh, targeted, can be massively targeted. So here's, here's what the Supreme Court ruled. It was a, actually the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. On, in February, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals issued a ruling in the case of United States v. Rahamin. And um, at stake was the constitutionality of a federal law that prohibited people who are subject to civil protection orders but have not been convicted of any crime from purposes of carrying a firearm. Applying the his, quote, historical tradition, unquote, test from the Bruin case, as decided by the Supreme Court last year, the Fifth Circuit decided that the law runs afoul of the Second Amendment. The court has charged with, the court was charged with determining whether the states and the federal governments are allowed to fully prohibit otherwise eligible people from exercising their Second Amendment rights from those who have people who have been convicted of nothing. Having explained all, after examining all the relatively similar historical regulations that impose a comparable burden on the right of armed self-defense, the Fifth Circuit concluded that the law was historically an outlier and must be enjoined. Rights can be, can be forfeited only after due process, and there's no exception for guns. So you can't say, you can't own this. You can't own this gun. You do not have the right to defend yourself because your ex-wife doesn't like you or your ex-husband doesn't like you or that this counselor at the school doesn't like the fact that um, the parent takes his kid hunting, which was a, which actually that, that uh, an issue in, that, in a case like that. A teacher saw a picture of a daughter who shot a buck who went hunting with her father, and she posted it on Facebook. The teacher thought, oh, you, that's wrong, and she called Child Protective Services, and Child Protective Services pulled the child from the father's home because he took his daughter hunting, which was perfectly legal. Right? This is the kind of stuff that, 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 that government overreach basically are stripping your constitutional rights away for no reason. For no reason. If you're going to remove somebody's constitutional rights, there must be a legitimate reason to do so, and there must be probable cause, and there must be due process. Three things that did not happen with this law. Okay. Wow. So now we're going to 
It is Hillsdale College Survey Day. Okay? And here's what we're going to do. This is the National Referendum on, ad, on the Administrative State, basically what we're talking about today. The American Republic is in grave danger. Unelected and unaccountable bureaucrats rule the American citizens without their consent. The administrative state undermines the Constitution. It rejects the separation of powers and replaces the rule of law with faceless regulatory agencies. What are your views on this issue? Please give your opinions below. You can respond quickly by using the envelope enclosed. Thank you. Question one. Overall, do you think the American, uh, that America has strayed too far from the Constitution? Yes, no, not sure, undecided. I'm going to say yes. The, the Democratic Party and the Democratic states and the federal government under Democratic rule of the Democratic Party in Congress and in the White, in the White House administrations basically have said, there have been numerous Democrats have said, the Constitution is outdated and needs to be thrown away. So yeah, yeah, too far, too far from the Constitution. Number two, the administrative state operates with little accountability in the, to the American people. Do you see this as a threat to liberty? Oh, well, yes. Let's. What examples do we have of that? We have Secretary of State Clinton who had an illegal, serv uh, illegal server in a garage bathroom in some property somewhere. She um, illegally, with illegal emails, she had a um, several phones that were required that were ordered to be protected and the data saved when she scrubbed them with a CI level a level de um, file destructive device called Bleachbit and then took a hammer and smashed them and smashed up the phones in violation of law and in violation of a subpoena. Okay, that's just two of the massive number of crimes that have been committed by Hillary Clinton. Okay? I, 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 I would spend all day talking about the illegal activities that she has done. And not one charge, not one investigation, and not one time has she been questioned on those things. Not one time. Um, then you have the Hunter Biden laptop story. Um, facts. You have the illegal activities of... Uh, Obama, you have the illegal activities of Biden, you have the the um, illegal activities of the FBI department going after Trump. All of these things are massively, massive. You have the FBI having 80 FBI agents working with Twitter to silence oppression speech that they disagree with in violation of the First Amendment. Wow. You have, you know, I can go on, I can go on, and I can go on. Okay, number three, do you agree that the lockdowns and mandates during COVID-19 pandemic, okay, revealed the tyranny and hypocrisy of the administrative state? Yes. 
right? Also what it revealed, also what it revealed is the brainwashing that is happening in the, in the school system and has been responsible for over 2 million students being pulled out of the public school system. Yes, freedom of education for those people. And a massively increased number of states doing school choice legislation in those states. Okay, and um, Senator Huckabee's um, daughter, um, uh, San H Governor Sanders, has been the newest state to join in the uh, school choice legislative acts of the states. There you go. Congratulations, Arkansas. Okay, number four. Do you agree that there is a double standard for members of the administrative state the ruling elite is not required to follow the same rules as American. Oh, yeah. Find, find me a Democrat that has ever prosecuted for anything. Seriously. Seriously. The massive number of illegal actions taken by the elites. Nobody's prosecuted. Nobody. Are you concerned, number five, are you concerned that not enough Americans understand the threat posed by the administrative state and how it undermines the Constitution, liberty, and the rule of law. Are you concerned? Yes. This is exactly... See, here's... I, I'm a teacher. I have a teaching credential. I'm a fully licensed teacher in social sciences. Primary focus, government. In um, the state of California requires you to have one secondary. I have all of the secondaries. I have U.S. history, world history, geography, okay, and economics and psychology. I have them for all of it, okay. None of, repeat, none of. Oh, man. They don't teach this stuff. They don't, the Left does not want people to understand anything. That's why the left. Oh yeah, smoke, smoke a joint, have a have a have have an edible, right? Don't worry about that. Get stoned. I mean, that's the philosophy of the left. They don't want you to know. They don't want you to be educated. They don't want you because if you know, you might resist. Okay, you might protest. They don't want you to do that. And, that. and they don't want you to care. Right? They want, they want you to be brainwashed. And there was a, I saw this video on YouTube a while back. And on this video, it was the, <laughs> it was really simple. It was the, this, she was this street performer, right? College student, leftist, right? liberal studies major right art no it was like no it was it was it she was she was a woman's studies major right and um and a double major in like music art or something i don't know but she was a street performer right and the guy says do you believe in in oh, capitalism and she goes no i believe in communism and i says do you know what communism is and she says Everybody's equal and everybody's free. And he goes, no, that's not what communism is. And he explained to and he basically read from the Communist Manifesto. And you don't have the right to own property. You don't, every, you don't have the right to own anything. 
the government owns everything. So he says, I see that you just made some money here. How much did you make? And she counted it out. It was like $50. Okay. And he goes, well, I'm the government. And by because I say so, I'm the government, I'm going to take 90% of your money. He goes, no. He goes, well, that's what communism is. She goes, well, wait a minute. That's not what, that's a, that's not what she's been taught to believe what communism is. See, they don't teach what communism is. They teach what communists want you to think it is, not what it is. Think about that. Number six, do you support Hillsdale's college educational outreach efforts, free online classes, Impress? It's a program um, uh, in on our Washington, D.C. campuses, and our K-12 initiatives to reach and teach millions of Americans about the Constitution? Yes. This is a program. It's great. It, it, it's a college-level program on the Constitution, and it's absolutely free. It's absolutely free. It's absolutely I I've ta I I didn't take it because I've already I've taken college constitution classes, but it's an absolutely great class. I've, I look through it. I've looked through the cu curriculum of it. It's absolutely fantastic. Hillsdale refuses to accept one penny, one penny of of government, and it's a, it's basically asking me for money. Okay, so there's that. Okay, so this is the. That it that that's that's the uh, the survey. So basically, that basically ties in a lot of what we're talking about today on the Tea Party Policy Chat podcast when we're talking about. And there it is, right here. And this is going out in today's mail. Boom. Thank you for listening. I'm gonna do. Uh, geez, I have another one. This one, oh, this, I'm going to do this in the next episode of the, of the Tea Party Policy Chat. This is the American Values Survey from Judicial Watch. This will be uh, in the next episode of the Tea Party Policy Chat, um, as well as doing a whole thing about economic activity um, in fe the February's job numbers, the February uh, PPI numbers, and the February... Um, housing numbers. So we're going to have a little bit about that in the next episode of the Tea Party Policy Chat. We're going to do the American Value Survey from Judicial Watch in the next Tea Party Policy Chat. And maybe some other surprises. So please, sub please subscribe to the Tea Party Policy Chat. Please subscribe to the Constitutional Patriot Podcast. Please subscribe to the Patriot Foreign Policy Podcast. And please subscribe to the Solopreneur Business Patriot Podcast. Okay? Um, all the podcasts can be found on Stitcher and Spotify and Apple Podcast. Um, some of, and most of them, I think, are on iHeartRadio. Uh, the Constitutional Patriot Podcast is wherever podcasts are found. The others have a slightly narrow focus on that. So by, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check those out. I'm mostly on Spotify, so go to Spotify. Um, so there you go. Check that out. There's links in the show notes. And you could you go directly to the into each one has their own individual website that is on the um, on my link, scottharristax.com, scottharristax.com, scottharristax.com. $200 out the door, all tax forms included for that for that tax year. 
all the states, all the federal forms, everything included, out the door, $200. So check that out if you are in the Fresno, California area. I am not set up for, wire, for, for remote tax processing. You have to come into my office where we can actually talk face-to-face, -face, where I could actually see your documents. I can see you. I can talk to you. And I can actually do your taxes in person, in my office, where you can actually see all the legal documents of this country on the wall behind me. <laughs> God bless you all, and God bless America. Thank you, and goodbye.